Disclaimer. All views expressed on this podcast represent the host and his guest and not the companies or agencies they are associated with. This is Tony's Game Lounge, a podcast with a variety of guests from all over the internet talking all things in the gaming industry. Here's your host, Tony Erickson. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another brand new episode of Tony's Game Lounge. I am your host, as always, Tony Erickson. And joining me this week, we are joined by our second ever VTuber and also another Canadian, Dimension Iliana. Hello! <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm gl- glad to have you. Uh, glad I discovered you out of the blue playing Sonic Adventure 2, one of my all-time favorite games that I retired from speedrunning now <laughs> because I... <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I can't practice. It's, it's, it's not that it's frustrating. It's just I can't. I can't find the the time to practice and keep that mm. commitment up for like a time that's twenty minutes with that that's, game. So yeah, that's fair. It's I, a lot of people started to find me through that way, which is interesting because that's that was one of my most requested games to play because I had never played a Sonic game before then. And all my viewers were like, "Play Sonic Adventure 2! and I was like, "It's a okay. good place to start. It's a good place to start." It was, uh, it was a fun one. I enjoyed it. What are you? Pl- what are you planning? Any other Sonic games in the future? Real quick. I would like to play more Sonic games at some point. I'd like to play Sonic Adventure One now that yes. I've, I've played the second one. Um, so I'd like to do that. So and... that that one's a good one. Uh, if you ever decide to play Sonic Two Thousand Six. I recommend playing. Uh, I recommend playing uh, uh, the alternative version, Project 06. I was gonna say, is that even a complete game? Because anything I mean, I've heard about Sonic 06 is that it's not a complete game, and that I should stay away from it. You should stay. I, I, as a guy who finished that, who bought that game from a GameStop, and knowing full well what I was getting myself into, Shadow oh, plays. Goodness. Shadow's the least broken. Well, that's that's good. I I like Shadow. He's fun. Yeah. I definitely <laughs> want to play. I've been told I should play Sonic Colors at some point. Colors is play. Uh, Colors Sonic is good. Frontiers. Frontiers is great. Love. I love Frontiers. Colors, it, it because of how it got ported to modern consoles, is iffy because mm. they did an awful job porting it. So if you have a Wii or a Wii emulator, you, that might be the best way to do it. I'm not okay. gonna lie. Okay. That's that's good to keep in mind for the future. Absolutely. But anyway, since you're brand new here, yes, you we get to start with the loading screen where you give you get to give us your favorite video game fa- video game character and video game soundtrack. Ooh, that's fun. Um, favorite game I would say Stardew Valley. Absolutely, that's that's nice. the game into gaming in general. Uh favorite character like video game character specifically video game character specifically mm, that's a tricky one um i would have to go with i'm gonna say kanji from persona 4 oh okay yeah and soundtrack you know what i'm gonna say i'm gonna say escape to the city from sonic adventure 2 i love that song that is such a bop that went on like my music playlist immediately that went on my <laughs> music playlist hell it is yeah so fun. i love it it's, it's a it's, you see for the casual player it is like amazing for a speedrunner. if you ever go to a speedrunner stream <laughs> you'll all you'll see them nine times out of ten i was just listening to their playlist because they can't stand the song or 
with the game, you can actually switch. You can. There's this complex way that you can switch out the music files. You convert essentially like MP3s to like an actual like uh, an ADX file, mm-hmm. and you, pu- you just replace them in the game with the name, and you can have it play like any song. Oh wow! Instead, and a lot of speedrunners do not like City Escape because <laughs> Hero Story being the more popular cho- uh, category between Hero yeah. and Dark. You're doing. You're restarting the runs a lot. That's you, true. You don't yeah, wanna, so you'd you get, get you'd get a lot of fatigue of, yeah. of listening to the same song. That makes sense. It's. I just think it's such a fun song. Oh, it is. It's. It's a great song. Oh yeah. Uh, did you Did you watch the Sonic Symphony back when like that happened a year or two ago? I did not. Oh, but okay. My, my best I'm going to tell did. you this. Treat yourself. Treat your ears. Go. Okay. Go watch it. Go listen to it. Uh, they do a rendition of City, Escape from the City. Uh, it it was great. Now, what's great about it, now, what I like about it a lot, is I'm just a huge Nate Wants to Battle fan. And mm, he, yeah. perform, he performs it. And it's like, whoa, what? Really? That's yeah. amazing. Like, That's officially so on cool. on stage with the orchestra. Well, oh. not like on stage physically, but like yeah. with with that. And it's like one of the coolest things he's done That's in his career. Fantastic. I'm so proud of him. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to have to go check that out for sure. Uh, that it's it's such a great time, That's, and yeah. and now they're on tour. Like the symphony is getting ready for like a giant world tour. Oh, so wow. it's like it's like expensive I'll have to, to go. To keep it's my like eyes out then. I don't remember. I think I think they're hitting up. I don't know where they're going to be in Canada. I just know they're not going to be in Alberta because let's be real. They, they never go to Alberta. They if never they go, go to if Alberta. They go anywhere they go to Toronto, Ontario. Toronto. Or they go to Vancouver, Vancouver. BC. Those mm-hmm. are the two places. And where the two optional ones. That's that's where they'll go if they're going to Canada. And even then, it's usually just in Ontario. They're usually just like, ah, Toronto, maybe Quebec. Maybe, and, yeah, and then we'll leave. maybe Montreal. And yeah, then maybe. if they ever come out west, it's usually Edmonton that they pick. Yeah. Which sometimes yeah. Sometimes they'll they'll pick Vancouver and then it's like, I I I could make the trip down there, I suppose. That's, that's about as good as I'm gonna get. So I can make the trip there. That's fine. I'll make that trip. It's it's yeah. not that bad. It's, God. I mean, you know, it's not it's not like they only go to Seattle and then it's like I guess I'm flying to the states for the weekend. <laughs> yeah, um, Taylor Swift, please come. Canada's economy's in shambles. Please. My sister will be so upset if Taylor Swift does not come here. My sister will be so upset. Taylor, please, please you're gonna Taylor. you're legit. You're gonna fix Australia. I don't know if you heard this. This is completely off topic, but I want to bring this up. Taylor Swift's concert tickets with the sales are going to fix. <laughs> are going to prevent Australia from going into a recession. Wait, no. What? Yeah, that's what it's projected to look oh like. Oh my gosh! Because of her going like it's like a ten day stint in Australia. She's going to prevent a recession. Taylor's just fixing the world with her music. Good for her. <laughs> she is. <laughs> she really is. And it's just, cr- it's crazy. That was like a thing. That was like top story uh, today, day of recording on my, where I work. And I'm like, that's crazy. That's no fantastic. way. That's, that's the real reason Shadow's a Swifty canonically. <laughs> <laughs> because he knows she'll fix the world. Sonic, I'm going to go see Taylor Swift. Don't wait up. <laughs> well, because 
like, I don't know if you watch the, like, the Sonic Twitter takeovers or not. Oh, oh, that's what it's from. Oh, my God. That's what it's from, is the I, Sonic okay. Twitter takeover of I last thought year. It was, I thought it was one from, from one of those Snapcubes uh, fan No, 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 no. It, oh, this that's was, this hilarious. This was the Sonic Twitter it's takeover. Official. Wait, that means I, it's official. Like, who is your favorite artist? And Amy and Shadow are both Swifties. Amy makes sense. Amy makes sense with the fact that Shadow is also a Swifty. It was great. Oh, I, 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 I definitely I, recommend you go find that clip from the Twitter takeover. I'm gonna I'm gonna find it's that, great. but that also makes sense of why Shadow was the way he was in the murder of Sonic the Hedgehog now. That makes so much more I sense. I still need to play that. Great game. It's free. It's, great I, game. I know. I'm waiting for the because I have a friend who wants to collab play it with me. Oh but perfect. I, I I become very busy and it's hard to schedule times with people especially with different time zones that's like one of the biggest things with collabs is because i'm on like the west coast and everyone yeah else you're is on the like far the you're on the coast. far side yeah. yeah exactly so everyone so i'm like oh i can do like nine and people are like that's midnight for me i have to sleep and i'm like oh that makes sense yeah that's why most of the people who watch me are like night shift workers they just need something to listen to <laughs> <laughs> that's what i thought it's, it's either that or it's people who like work from home or or who work weird hours so they can like afford to be up late but most of my viewers are like me either central or east coast (laughs) (laughs) yeah we Um, had a couple of burtons in my in my chat hey let's go let's go (laughs) you'll love to see it uh anyways moving to our headline of the week Xbox and Activision, huge, huge, finally an up, like a big update, not just, oh, they said this, they did that, no. So starting off, uh, the court case, it's uh, like they went to full on, went to court, like whole thing, Sony's people spoke, Xbox people, like Phil Spencer took the stand at one point, uh, Jim Ryan, the chief of PlayStation, also took the stand, and they, he specifically said that Sony would feel unable to share confidential details of its next console with developers at Activision Blizzard if the company were bought by Microsoft, which I think that part's fair, but it's still like, I mean, does it really matter? You guys, you might as well, you guys might as well just share your trade secrets to make gaming a better place anyway. Um, And then it happened. July 11th, Judge Jacqueline Scott Corley decided that Microsoft should be allowed to complete its acquisition of Activision Blizzard before its July 18th deadline, which ruled against the FTC's request for a block. However, the CMA now has extended that deadline by six weeks to now August 29th, 2023, because there's still some other things that have to get taken care of. Uh, specifically, the UK Competition and Markets Authority, which is essentially the only block to the deal now, they have agreed to put legal action on hold to see if them and Microsoft can now work out a compromise since the US is basically like, North America's like, yeah, we'll allow it. It's a We're going to allow us. Um, so it's basically coming down to Microsoft and the UK to now make a deal. And it'll go through. Which after when did they buy? When did they make this purchase? How many years has it been? I'm not sure. It's it's been a while. It's finally happening, and people. I think they even announced like for Game Pass. Now that it's like kind of going through, Game Pass is like going to get like all the Call of Duties, like every single Call of Duty game, and like you know you see the memes of all right, me and the boys are going to pull uh, an all weaker. To do every single thing in every single game, we were going 900 rounds of zombies and like 
Seven games, boys. Let's go. <laughs> uh, but it's interesting to finally see, like, it's almost real. And some people are saying, oh, well, uh, video game monop- video game monopoly is here. Uh, gaming's ruined and all that stuff. And honestly, uh, I made a Twitter post about this because I-, I think that some people are greatly over-exaggerating what this really means. Yeah. Uh, y- y- like, yes, it does mean some exclusives uh, for... Xbox, but I mean they've already done that with Bethesda things like Starfield's not coming to PlayStation. It's gonna be I one remember, of the biggest games this year, but it's one not of the Halo games that. was also Xbox exclusive back. I mean Halo Halo's game. been Xbox exclusive forever. Like that one's yeah, this exactly. staple. But that's like, that, that's that, that hasn't changed. Bethesda games were multi platform until mm, uh they gotcha. acquired Bethesda. You know, Bethesda still does multi platform stuff. It's not like they've yeah. stopped doing that, but it's they're now gonna make some games that are not going to be exclusives. Yeah. Um, so uh, my thoughts, I don't play Call of Duty, so I don't care. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I <don't> same. <laughs> if there's if anything Act- I'm not, it's a first-person shooter gamer. <laughs> and, and if Activision does something that actually looks worth my time, 9 out of 10, it'll probably be on PC as well, which I have a PC, so I'll get it on PC. Which... That, that's really about it. Like, legit, my full thoughts on this are, okay, if it, if it goes through, we'll get some more exclusives. Don't really care. Um, it's Activision Blizzard. They're going to get unionized, which is good, because god damn, they need that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. fix the mess that they put themselves in Absolutely. for the longest time. And I think, honestly, that's maybe the best thing to get out of that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... People are saying like Sony's going to retaliate as well and buy up like Square. I don't think that'll happen. If that happens, I'd be concerned. <laughs> I'd be <laughs> concerned much, then because yeah. then it's like, oh, okay, this is actually turning into a fucking buying wars. And it's, it's essentially Sony and Xbox yeah. going to keep on buying things. It, it, essentially, you'll either be owned by one or the other. And then you just have Nintendo in the middle just like, sup. Nintendo's just hanging out in their own corner being like, we are all like exclusive People are gonna buy us. We have Mario. We have what Mario, and then and then Xbox just hands them Call of Duty because also they said they want to bring Call of Duty to Nintendo, which I'm like, what? Why? The Switch I, isn't gonna run that well. <laughs> Why are you doing that? Like maybe the old school Call of Duty, sure, because you know less powerful. Why yeah. would you bring modern day Call of Duty to the Switch? You tried to do that to the Nintendo 3DS. Oh gosh, <laughs> I forgot about that. They did, didn't they? They did. I oh, think it was a DS. Not even it was, it was a DS. Not even it the 3DS. I think you're right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I Nintendo is very good at like what they know. It's when they sort of step into other things, like even porting over like first person shooters, where it's like, guys, this is I like I don't know about this. This is a little out of your playing field because even if there are like harder games that aren't for children like Legend of Zelda they all still kind of have a somewhat like family friendly atmosphere in a way like you can't you can't see them pulling the kind of stuff that like Sega as a whole does where like they own like the Yakuza games like I could never see Nintendo doing something like that also Nintendo bring the Yakuza games to the Switch do it I, I feel I like you, they that. could. I would love that too. I feel like they could run on the Switch, not too bad. So mm. do it. I've never do, played the Yakuza games, so that's definitely something yo, that like I want to play at some point. They are phenomenal. I'm gonna be they really are honest. so good. The first I, thing I ever saw 
from any of the Yakuza games was Yakuza 0, the ending of 24-hour Cinderella. Yes. That was the first thing I saw of the Yakuza games, and I was like, what game is this? This looks amazing. (laughs) If you want a thrilling crime drama, like as a main story for what is eight eight mainline games and two spinoffs that are in the same universe... Play Yakuza, play Judgment. They are fantastic. Mm. If you want a history piece with those same characters, play Like a Dragon Ishin. And okay. if you are in Japan listening to this, uh, please tell RGG Studios to port over the three PS2 or three PSP games that are like another spinoff thing that still haven't come out west. That would be great. Yeah. It's harder to get ports over here when they're. Like I mean, the fact that they ported that the fact that they localized Ishin was a huge deal because mm. that game originally came out in 2014 and was Japan only. But like we, people po- people ported it over and just played it in Japanese. But then they did that. And I'm like, oh my god, they actually did that. What the fuck? They realized they realized there was a market for it, so they went for it, which I I respect and I wish Nintendo would do. <laughs> I also respect that RGG made Ichiban naked in the Like a Dragon 8 trailer. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> play the, the play the games uh the best order I recommend, the best order. Mm-hmm. If you if you if you don't if you just want to play the games for the stories and don't really want to feel like get hit in the feels too super hard. Mm-hmm. Uh play it 0 1 2 uh Kiwami 1 2 3 4 5 6 7. That was the plan. Yeah. If you want, if you want to get hit in the feels super duper hard, play <laughs> Kawami one first, and then okay. play Zero. Gotcha. And then the rest in the same order. Okay. Um, also, okay. RGG Studios. I'm I'm gonna say this: make a uh, Kawami three because Yakuza three is the worst one. <laughs> Gameplay wise, story wise, it's good. But gameplay wise, it definitely needed the 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 Kiwami treatment. Four are you and five sure are you're fun. not talking about like every single Sonic game? I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. We'll, we'll get to right, Sonic. We'll get right to Sonic. La- we'll get to Sonic right. later. <laughs> we'll get to Sonic later, and by later I mean uh, we'll soon. We got a couple other things to cover first as we're diving in to the week in review. Recapping the news of last week from major studio highs and lows, TCG updates, board games, and MMOs, this is the Week in Review. And starting off, we got last week's game releases, uh, some of the games that came out last week. Uh, Mario Kart 8's fifth DLC wave, adding three new characters, uh, Petey Piranha, Wiggler, and Kamek. And we also got eight brand new courses, including a bathroom. (laughs) <laughs> a, uh, I think we, they added uh, oh Koopa Cape. I think is what this. They did add Koopa Cape. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm like I'm they, glad I got that right. Yeah, yeah. No. 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 They they added. It's called so the the one that you mentioned before. That's a squeaky clean sprint. Um, which that's like the second original track that they brought in after Sky High Sunday, and it's it's pretty good. I think I like Sky High Sunday a little bit more. Maybe I just like all the bright colors, um, but it's it's a pretty good one. Yeah, they also brought in Koopa Cape from the Wii, which I'm very happy about because the Wii has some some awesome good tracks. Courses. Also, uh, Daisy Cruise from the GameCube. So happy. Yeah, I, I love that. I loved that course as a kid. That's, yeah, it's it's very good. I've played that on that one at least five times already. <laughs> uh, how would you rate the DLC overall? 
the DLC overall. Like th- um, this wave compared to others. This wave compared to others. Uh, this is definitely in like the upper half for me for waves. But that's because I like we got so many courses that I wanted so badly. Like I wanted a lot of like I really wanted Moon Moonview Highway. I really wanted Daisy Cruiser. I really wanted Koopa Cape. Um, the tour courses that they did add, the both the Athens and the Vancouver one, are both very good. As someone who's been to Vancouver before, it Canada. does feel Vancouver. I'm like, Canada's let's can- go. now Canada in Mario Kart. Let's go! <laughs> oh yeah, honestly, like after this wave pack, um, the only two courses that I really want now are DK Mountain and the Wee Rainbow Road. They Those haven't the added two. DK Mountain back yet? They what haven't the added fuck? DK Mountain yet. And, like, they added DK Summit a while oh, ago. Yeah. D- DK Summit is very good, but they haven't added DK Mountain. And that is probably the best course from Double Dash, in, in my it's opinion. It's up there. I think. It's up it, there. It's so good. Like, I mean, to be fair, well, like, the, uh, if you ask people what the best course in Double Dash is, they're either going to say that or Baby Park. And we did oh, get yeah. Baby Park. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I, one of my stream friends... Um, loves baby park anytime it comes up when you play multiplayer he's like we're playing baby park and i'm like okay <laughs> okay time for chaos let's oh, go yeah. uh and honestly i was very happy with the the character editions as someone who played a lot of mario super sluggers back in the day on the wii which by the way is the best of like any of the wii baseball simulators mario super sluggers is so good I'm so happy to see PD Piranha because that's that's when I fell in love with PD Piranha because I didn't I didn't play Mario Sunshine that oh, that game missed diff. me as as a oh. kid because like did, you, did you ever did you unlock him in Double Dash? I think we did later on. Yeah, I think my brother did, but like I was I was Princess Duo all the way. Uh, okay, fair. I was I was Princess I mean, Duo. I mean, they're, they're, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna say this: their special item, not the best tier wise. The, the heart that picks up items off the course. I mean, yeah, yeah you can pick up a shell, but like, it, it's only beneficial if a lightning bolt comes. Down. Yeah, no, it's it's not great. But for me, like, the N64 and the, and the GameCube were my, like, the consoles I grew up with. So for me, I was like, I can have both of my favorite princesses in one car together. Who cares about the item? This is great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I guess you were thrilled with the announcement that Daisy was added uh, to Mario Wonder. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was... I mean, I think you know how all Daisy fans are whenever Daisy shows yes, up in any... Yeah, absolutely. He gets so excited. Like, they, 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 they go over the moon. Like they the lo- The loudest Mario fan bases I find are Daisy and Waluigi. My brother's a Waluigi fan, and I'm a Daisy fan, so we're <laughs> oh. both just very... <laughs> uh, one last thing about Mario Kart before we uh, continue on. Who do you think the final character that they're going to add in this next DLC is? Uh, which, if they were to keep this a theme of that bottom row being third-party characters only, it's going to be a third-party character. And with Vancouver now in Canada now canon I feel like it's only rational that the next character is of course Justin (laughs) (laughs) my my hope for who it's gonna be is Captain Falcon we have have multiple F-Zero tracks in Mario Kart 8 we have Isabel we have the Animal Crossing Villager we have Link Put Captain Falcon in the game. He is the only character missing who has, like, a matching track. 
We have multiple F-Zero tracks. Please. I don't care if it's too late. Nintendo, if you are listening, put Captain Falcon in there. Prove to us that F-Zero isn't dead. Please. (laughs) Prove prove it, Nintendo. You you say it's not dead? Prove it. If Captain Falcon Falcon gets added to the game, I will not play as Daisy for like a whole month. I will switch to Captain Falcon for a whole month out of nothing but respect. Do it. Nintendo, please. I beg you. (laughs) Please. Well, because the bottom row of the roster is also where all of those third-party characters are that are from other games. So it would make sense. It would make absolute sense. But it it would. Captain Falcon there. You I know what? So I, I'm for I'm for that too. I was like, I don't know, I don't know who we'll see. Maybe Zelda, maybe something else. But no, honestly, Captain Falcon deserves it. That's 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 the best choice. I'm not sure who they'd actually put, but that is. If they're the if they're option. smart, it'll be Falcon. I yeah, I, like rationally, it makes <laughs> sense, and yeah. I, I think Nintendo can be rational at times. I hope so. Prove, prove us Let's right, help. Nintendo. Let's hope. Let's Come hope. <laughs> uh, in other game releases, Exo Primal came out, so you can now shoot hordes of dinosaurs and Manic Mechanics, the new Overcooked style game, but you you fix cars. Also released. Uh, in the world of video game news, starting off, Bungie has won almost $500,000 in damages from a Destiny 2 player who harassed one of its community managers and his wife with abusive, racist, and distressing calls and messages and sent an unsolicited pizza order to their home in a manner des- designed to intimidate and frighten the couple. On top of this, the player's been banned, obviously, but uh, holy shit... <laughs> <laughs> god yeah. damn I'll, I'll, I'll need to talk to my destiny insider about that one next time he's on because what the fuck in why is this coming to console news stumble guys that fall guys mobile ripoff game that's also on pc that's getting coming to consoles soon with like an xbox release shortly and i don't know why that's, we don't yeah, need that's it weird. just just keep playing fall guys there's nothing wrong with yeah it. there's nothing wrong with fall guys like it's got the good mechanics i don't know why stumble guys even kind of became a thing just keep it on the phones where all the ripoffs go and keep <laughs> keep it there keep it there with the thirty thousand temple run subway surfer clones yeah exactly <laughs> Um, in one of the longest gaming jokes known to mankind, it has become a reality. Uh, so the South Park joke from the World of Warcraft episode where Butters is like, I don't play World of Warcraft. I play Hello Kitty Island Adventure. That, that game was never real. That was a joke for the episode. Well, it's a real <laughs> game. It's now officially a real game for Apple Arcade. Uh if I if I had Apple Arcade, I would try it out. Honestly, it just, looks it's like simple memes. like island life sim with some chat like a like a Stardew type game with the yeah. Sanrio characters. It, it looks really cute. I just don't have Apple Arcade, and yeah. I'm not gonna buy. Who does? Subscription. Yeah, right. I'm like, guys, Sanrio, this looks great. Can you let me buy this on my Switch, please? I will play it. It looks adorable. Maybe it's in a testing phase where they'll they'll, Maybe. they'll have the, Apple Arcade is just beta testing for other things. Oh, well, at this I hope, point, I hope we we get Hello Kitty Island Adventure on the Switch. <laughs> it, it makes that sense. That would be great. It makes that sense. Would be I can't, like I, I can't wait for the Nintendo to, the Nintendo Direct to be like Hello Kitty coming to the Switch. <laughs> 
it would that's, it would fit though. It, it would, would. Fit. Oh, it absolutely like, does. I could absolutely see it happening. It makes total sense. Like mm-hmm. this type of game it is. Um in some sport game news, 2K announced that NBA 2K24 will be getting crossplay at launch, but only for PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. Not even PC is getting this, which I'm like, really? You're going to do the big two, but not the, like the other big one up there? That's concerning. What the fuck, 2K? <laughs> Uh, but like PS4, uh, Xbox One versions, I think it's coming to the Switch as well because it's a sports game. So like everything sports games comes to the Switch just because those are not getting it. So only the next gen gamers can experience that crossplay, which why even bother at all at that point? In <laughs> some other awful things that happened, uh, the French gamer that was responsible for a hoax hostage call that evacuated the Ubisoft Montreal office in November of 2020 was sentenced this week in a Paris court to three years of community service, according to the Montreal Gazette. Uh, Yanni, oh god, French name, Oahuion, oh god, Oahuion. French last name, three-year sentence, and includes a punishment for several other charges related to a DDoS attack on a French government office, and also against uh, Mojang. So uh, go go pick up the garbage, you little. Hopefully, hopefully people will start to learn that hoax hostage calls and you know swatting and stuff is is no joke. I really hope that this is a lesson. I'm sure he's busy right now because Paris is currently under severe riots. So I'm sure that oh, he's yeah. been giving busy. Oh yeah. If if any if any country knows how to riot, it's <laughs> if any it's if Paris. any country out there knows how to riot and know how to throw up the white flag faster <laughs> than anybody it's else, France. is France. It's absolutely France. Um, uh, in our in in Sonic news that you've been waiting for. Oh, Yuji Naka, you're back in the news because we got an update to his situation, which, if you haven't heard yet, the co-creator of Sonic the Hedgehog was given a prison sentence of two years and six months, as well as fines totaling $1.2 million for his role in insider trading, a scheme dating back to 2020 with the release of Balan Wonderworld. Remember that shit game? Yeah, that's that's when he was working with Square, he did that shit. Uh, according to the Japanese news agent news agency GG Press, Naka's prison sentence has been suspended for four years, meaning that he avoids serving time as long as he adheres to the conditions of his release and doesn't break the law again during this time. He has uh with what the judge said, he has shown remorse for this. Um so Yuji Naka, get get <laughs> What the fuck, dude? Get your shit together. Get your shit together. Exactly. <laughs> it's like that that clip from Rick and Morty. Just get your shit together and get it all together and put it in a backpack. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so hopefully that's the last of this bad things that we hear with Yuji Naga until we find out other bad things later on because I feel like that's just what's going to happen with this case. But who knows? <laughs> in some weird news that I wasn't expecting to report on because I thought that, that the season was done, uh, we had another game showcase this past week. Limited Run Games held a small little showcase uh, with uh, in collaboration with Xbox. Uh, they announced a, a few new, a few interesting titles. Um, one that's not listed on here that I want to announce, uh, they're like releasing a shot, like a scrapped Shantae game that's, uh, going to be like put back on like the original Game Boy. Like it's coming out for Game Boy. 
so That's so weird but very it's cool weird. very cool though but it's weird at the same time but we, like, oh, co- really weird like, in a cool way yeah it's, it's very at a left field but it's like i'm not complaining i still i still have my game boy advance hanging out around oh here hell yeah nice <laughs> Um, as for the games they announced, they started with Arzette, the Jewel of Faramore, which you're not going to believe it. This is the successor to the Zelda CDI games. Listen, listen, if you're going to do that, they got to include the voice clip. It's uh, they, they, I believe it's like they got like some of the same actors as well. Listen, if it doesn't have, well, excuse me, princess, in well, the middle well, of it. I don't think point? it'll have that, but I think it has <laughs> the rope and bomb guy, maybe the king. Uh, I can't wait to see the resurgence of YouTube poop because oh, that's what goodness. this is going to do. Yeah, it uh, feels like it's 2011 again. Yeah. Uh, Plumbers Don't Wear Ties is getting a definitive edition, and that comes out September of this year. Also, uh, the Jewel of Faramore is coming out later sometime this year as well. Uh, Plumbers Don't Wear Ties, which is another like very old game. G- game. I don't even know if it was a series or not. Uh, that's getting a remaster. Uh, another Crusade is set for this year. That one's, like I think, a normal-ish game. Jurassic Park Classic Games Collection. These were like all the NES, SNES, the uh, 16 and 8-bit era games for Jurassic Park. Those are getting a collection coming out this year, which is cool. Um, and then uh, Clock Tower, a, uh, a very popular horror game from back in the day, early 2024. And then what nobody saw coming, and I'm sure Donkey has probably made a video about this by now. If not, I'd be surprised. Gex! is getting a trilogy. His trilogy remastered. What? Gex? <laughs> Gex? <laughs> Why? I'm like, I'm, I am genuinely like, when I saw that, I'm like, why? Why? <laughs> the games weren't good, but it's funny, but still Why? Uh, and I'm sure that Donkey will do a video on that when that releases. We don't have a release date on that one yet. Uh, so get get ready for Gex. Keep your eyes out. <laughs> <laughs> um, in some Valve news, Team Fortress 2 has smashed its all-time player record while fans hail Plump Seal on the brand new map Selbian. Um, as they say, it's the best thing that they've ever added to the game. New maps. It's like a bunch of like community maps that they've now like made official into the game. And this, this like they broke a record for the most players online. It was like, I think over like two or 300,000, if not, or That's something around those crazy. lines. Especially because like, of how, how old, old that Team game Fortress is. 2 yeah. is. And it's been years since it's been updated. Like, for the most part, in terms of, like, bugs and stuff. Especially. It looks like, like th- during some file digging, there's also a possibility of new characters on the way. Oh, goodness. I know. That's very interesting. Uh, but p- the big thing, people love this seal. Uh, they've named it Sylvia, I think is what the, <laughs> the nickname of the seal is. It's just, you just look at the seal bouncing, and you're just like, yes, this is what I want. People wanted. like aquatic animals. It's the same with the, like, how the internet absolutely fell in love with the Ikea shark. Like yeah. you just oh, see, yeah. you see good, good aquatic animal. I know it's you pronounced pet. Blueha, but I like saying Blahaj. I think it's funnier. <laughs> it's just like everyone on the internet fell in love with it, and I'm I'm here for it. So I I understand. It's again 
like plump seal? Absolutely. Absolutely. Just a chonky boy. Who wouldn't love? <laughs> who, who doesn't love a good old chonky boy? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, in ex- extension news, Chrome a new Chrome extension has been released that makes YouTube ten times funnier than it needs to be. It's called YouTube Mr. Beastify, which adds Mr. Beast into every YouTube thumbnail that you view. Oh, goodness. So I feel like this is just a win for YouTube because people love Mr. Beast. So who doesn't want to see Mr. Beast in the thumbnail of a one-hour video of silence divided, uh, (laughs) broken up by (laughs) random SpongeBob noises? I'm tempted to, like, to download it just to see, like, how he's incorporated. Like, is his face just in the middle of all of it? Or is it kind of like like, a Where's Waldo situation? No, it's it's like, you know how... You know how Mr. Beast's thumbnails are with him, like, somewhere, yeah. like, front and center. It's okay, like Okay, so it does that for all of them. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. I was like, because that's what I thought it would be, but I'm like, what if what if they did that, but they made it, like, really small and, like, hit it on the thumbnail, so every single, like, thumbnail you scroll through is like a Where's Waldo? Where's Mr. Beast? You see, at that, point, at that point, you might as well just make a Where's Waldo extension and do that for YouTube. That's, you know what? That's a great point. If I knew how to make extensions... <laughs> I <would do> <laughs> if i had any knowledge of coding i would do that it's uh yeah no super big respect to coders because i i'm not i'm not a math person and i look at all those ones and zeros and i'm like i don't know how you're doing this but i'm very proud of you <laughs> um in twitter being twitter because twitter Erica Lindbeck, the voice of Futaba in Persona 5, among other roles, has been bullied off of Twitter after asking people to report AI videos that use the likeness of her voice, which I think is absolutely fair. You know, you don't want people using your likeness, but uh, they didn't, they weren't fucking taking that, and they are like, why are you being so defensive, Erica? Meh, 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 and she left. And I'm like, wow, y'all were fucking assholes. This we is why I downloaded threads. <laughs> We can add that to the list of celebrities that have been bullied off of social media. Yeah. There's like, it wasn't even now. for, like, a good reason. Like, she didn't even do anything wrong. No, she was just, she. she's like, that's my voice. Can you please not use it in AI situations? Because this is how I make money? Yep. And hopefully, and uh, as an update to this, uh, if you haven't heard yet, the... Uh, the Actors Guild has gone on strike now as well, so them and the writers are both on strike at the same time, which hasn't happened in 63 years. Um, and when they when they go to the table, specifically the actors, they want something done about AI with the, the big streaming companies about like if their likeness is used, either getting some like compensation or other shit regarding that. Because at least if they gain compensation for that shit, then I feel like they wouldn't. Then I feel like they'd be yeah, like, "Oh, well, that that I think makes sense. They should they should absolutely get compensation for." Get compensation or just like don't use it at all and get AI under control because it's starting to go, it's starting to spiral. If Elon Musk said that he's starting a company that's like we want an AI that'll learn to become human, and it's like oh no, he's no. Have you seen any like sci-fi movie ever? (laughs) Please don't do that. Yeah, there's a reason Uh, I thank Chat GPT every time I use it. Just in case. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, thank you. Please remember that I was nice to you if you somehow take over the world and spare me. If you somehow take over the tri-state area, I just want to thank you and um, 
that totally isn't Perry the Platypus, even though that's just a normal-looking platypus without a fedora. Totally <laughs> not him. You know Doofenshmirtz has a, has a fear that vending machines will take over the, the world, right? Vending machines? Oh no, not the vending machines! <laughs> My brother <laughs> Roger, there's a conspiracy about these vending machines. Perry the Platypus, what are you doing with that vending machine? I figured that I'd is, bring that out. I think that's, like, the best Doofenshmirtz impression that I've ever heard, like, other than, you know, Mr. Dan, Dan Povenmire himself. Yes. Thank you. I, I'm very proud of it. It's, like, the one impression I can still do to this day. <laughs> uh, in, speaking of actors in movies and stuff, the Borderlands movies co-writer Craig Mazin, who is known for his work on The Last of Us and Chernobyl, he has pulled his name from the project and will be listed under a pseudonym, Joe Crombie, which is not a good sign. Because <laughs> yeah. if you want to go as a pseudonym, that movie is not looking good. It's in production currently. Um, but it was announced that it's going to get reshoots under the supervision of Deadpool director Tim Miller as test screenings, which I didn't even know it had test screenings last year. They didn't deliver. So I'm concerned that we may not even get to see this movie, which honestly, if it's going to be bad, better that than whatnot. But it means we, don't, mean, we won't get to see a, a Jack Black clap yeah. trap. Well, I've been saying this for a while, but like after basically like Endgame, uh came out in in 2018 we've sort of started to like superhero movies are still present but we've sort of started to leave that behind and the next thing that is growing and becoming big that movie industries finally figured out how to make properly with like detective pikachu and sonic are video game movies and last of us even with, with last of us as well and now like the five nights at freddy movies coming out people are finally figuring out how to like make a properly video game movie do a video game and, movie and, and and respect the franchise while doing it. Mm -hmm. And yeah. like the Mario movie too that came out this year, obviously. Oh yeah, great, which is um, the best video game movie of all time. Yeah. So but, which is which is funny <laughs> that Nintendo now has the worst and the best of all time for video game movies. Oh, it's great. It's it's and wonderful. it's the same movie, same franchise. It's yeah, I love it so much. It's so funny. But no, like I think if that if they're if they're pulling it for a little bit and wanting to, you know, change people out because the test screenings weren't doing well. That means that they care about the project. At the very least, someone cares about that project and they want to make sure that it's at least decent. They don't they don't want to put out a pile of shit and I I can respect that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a study by the Video Game History Foundation has found that 87% of games are unplayable without resorting to piracy, scavenger hunts or traveling into an archive of sorts. Uh, which includes emulators and stuff like that, which is fascinating that like only like 13% of like all video games that have ever existed are like playable on modern day hardware. It's yeah. Lost media is becoming more and more present as we, as we keep going on. And I think video games are like one of the biggest things when it comes to lost media, because the only thing that's actually keeping those from dying are the people who are yeah are the people who continue to talk about the games and continue to play those games and continue to, to emulate those games and i remember um i believe this was arlo um on youtube said that like you can't really steal if the company isn't offering the product you can't steal from a store that isn't selling that product and i think that's kind of like like, of course, if you can buy the game legitimately, you should be buying it legitimately. But if there's a game from 20 years ago 
that there is no other way to play that game, and you Yar, really want to play it. All right with me. It's a pirate's life for me. Yeah, uh, I'll go to Blockbuster in a pirate ship car that I've modified. I miss Blockbuster. I I don't have many memories of Blockbuster. I think I have a mm. memory of it like once or twice of renting a video game, and that was about it. That was that was what Blockbuster was for. Blockbuster was for me and my brother to go to every Friday, rent a video game, and then speed run that video game for the week in hopes that we could finish it before our parents had to return it. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and also, uh, just on video game preservation, uh, if you haven't watched it yet, go watch Gerard the Completionist video on downloading every single 3DS and Wii U game on the Nintendo eShop uh, because that is video game preservation, like, top of the line of what they did. And so go watch those if you have it. It's such a great video. Uh, they spent, a lot, like, over $20,000 to, to make that video. Yeah. <laughs> uh, lastly, in uh, just some tech news, Microsoft Office has killed Calibri, the font. It is, a, like, going forward, they announced that Microsoft Office and all of their products are going to have a brand new font going forward. I feel so betrayed. I know. Aptos. Calibri, like... Calibri was like your rebellion in school when they were like Times New Roman and you're like Calibri. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's gone. What are we yeah, going to do? Gone. Aptos is becoming is going to be becoming the new font and I, I wonder if it's uh Oh, okay. I can I'm looking at it right now. Oh, am I looking at it? No, I'm not. Okay. Cool. Never mind. I thought I'm like, "Oh, I'm, I'll I'll take a little look at what it is right now. I'll do a review right now." N- no. No. I don't think it's even added yet. I think it's like a brand new font that they made specifically for this. I'm surprised so. that they're like, maybe I'm just not creative enough, but I'm surprised that at this point we're still able to make new fonts that aren't like too similar to other fonts, you know? Yeah. The the fontiverse is a vast one that we have <laughs> not explored enough. Apparently. <laughs> uh, in, the, in the world of live service games, starting off with Final Fantasy XIV, version 6.45 drops next week on the 18th, which will add the new variant dungeon, Mount Rokon, brand new Blue Mage quests up to level 80, more Hildebrand quests, and of course, your updates on the relic weapons and relic tools uh, to get. Um, and also, in a funny piece of news, uh, FF14 streamer Pint, he broke the world record for climbing Kugane Tower. The former world record was 43.58 seconds. He br- got it down to 43.3 seconds. Uh, he had trained for months. And then the, the former world record holder, Pydoix, uh, Pied- uh, uh, he resurfaced after like years of silence and broke that record in less than 48 hours. And it's now a 3874. He broke it by a whole five seconds. That's that's pretty big when it comes to speedruns. It's it's hilarious that it's like I've got is like breaks world record. I've done it. I feel good. If anyone thinks they can take it, try. Former world record guy hasn't been online in years. Bet <laughs> 48 <laughs> hours later. Oh. I really let him cook, huh? Oh no. I taunted a little too hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's still really cool that that world record is now a sub 40. Really cool. 
Uh, In Battle Royale news, PUBG uh, developers say that they ban up to 100,000 accounts a week and is now deploying AI models to hunt down the cheats and the users who use them. It's so funny that it's like, you know, we used to try to ban the bots. Now the the companies are bringing in the bots. Bringing in the bots to hunt the bots. (laughs) It's a bot v. bot world out there. Fighting fire with fire, I suppose. It's, It's Terminator. This is this is early Terminator. That's what this is. Yeah, apparently. Uh, and in the world of Hoyoverse news, uh, starting off, Honkai Star Rail version 1.2 released the brand new trailer and showed off all the brand new events that will be coming to the game, including new main story missions, as well as the new three new characters who will be available through two banners, uh, Luca and Kafka, who are going to be on the second banner, Kafka being, of course, the brand new five star, and everybody's mommy in the game, because that is what... She is. Uh, and Blade, the guy who wants to fucking die, uh, will be on the first banner uh, as the five star. Uh, they also released a brand new web slash phone game event uh, called Jan Zhao Cruise, uh, which you can get some gems and you can also be entered for a giveaway uh, for like uh, a PS5. It's tough. Uh, and the game, they made Flappy Bird. That yeah, they basically just uh, like reskinned the Flappy Bird. That's basically what the game is, and it controls really fucking well. <laughs> like it feels like I'm playing OG it... Flappy Bird. <laughs> the whole point of Flappy Bird was that it doesn't control well. <laughs> nah, nah, no. Nah. If you get the hang of it, I was I, I was goaded at Flappy Bird back in the day. I was I was all right. I was all right. I, I, I had I like have... a I think I had like a two hundred or three hundred high score. Okay, well I wasn't that good. I think my my record was like. 30 <laughs> yeah no i was i was, listen, I, was I wasn't huge on on the mobile gaming scene and i'm still not i was like this is fun i guess and then all of a sudden it got taken off the app store and people were willing to pay millions of dollars and i was like guy gets bullied for making this bad game takes it off app store people are like wait why you why you remove it why'd you remove it it's i think i still have my old ipod touch somewhere the still has it on you're sitting on an investment right there apparently <laughs> uh in the world of tcg uh oh wait sorry there was one more thing about hoyoverse uh two voice actors from genshin impact one of one uh have come forward with claims that they've gone almost half a year without payment for their work uh pulling their support and calling for the game to become a union production which i'm like jesus christ and one of those voices is the voice of paimon so oh, Genshin, get your shit together, Jesus. Hey, pay your hey Hoyo, hey Hoyoverse, you want to pay your actors? Please. Did you not see what Hollywood just did? Pay your actors. <laughs> you don't want them to go on strike. You really don't. Uh, don't 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 let the video game industry get affected by this strike too, because I will I will mauled. <laughs> uh, in the world of TCG with Pokemon Scarlet and Violet Subsidian Flames uh, packs release August 11th and the one Scarlet and Violet 151 pre-orders are available now to get an elite trainer box and those go until the September and I believe the full release is September 22nd in Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel updates the new secret pack The Trap in the Wicked Castle is now available as well as the new selection pack Dreaded Conspiracy as for the actual TCG Gold Pride card sleeves 
and Case, released July 27th, as well as Duelist Nexus, the next mainline pack. Speed Duel Streets of Battle City releases August 24th. The Crimson King Structure Deck releases September 21st. And the 25th Anniversary 10 Dueling Heroes releases on the 7th of September. And Magic the Gathering Commander Masters releases August 4th. Wilds of Eldraine on September 8th. The Doctor Who Commander Decks on October 13th. And sometime this year or early next year, the Lost Caverns Caverns of Ixalan releases. And that is everything in the week in review. Any final thoughts on any of those, Eliana? I'm just happy about the Mario Kart. I'm I'm still so happy about that. I've been playing that all week. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, it's now time to look ahead to see what games are coming out. Here's what should be on your radar from July 17th to 23rd. From upcoming AAA titles, promising indies, and the random shovelware, here's what should be on your radar. And we actually have a Monday release this time, which is rare uh, for this segment. On Monday, Sticky Business releases on the PC. On Tuesday, Viewfinder finally makes its release on the PlayStation 5 and PC. Coreborn Nations of the Ultra Core releases on the PC. Murder is Game Over, Streaming Death releases for the PC. What a title. And Unidentified Falling Object makes his way to the Switch and PC. On Wednesday, Black Protocol, Poo Poo's Adventure Park, and The Repair House all release for the PC. On Thursday, Might and Magic Clash of Heroes Definitive Edition releases for the PlayStation 4, Switch, and PC. Homeseek comes out to the PC. Kill Squad releases on both PlayStations. Crazy... Crazy Zacky, The Knights of the Cross releases on the PC, as well as Punch Club 2 Fast Forward, and Unholy also releases for the PC. And on Friday, Pikmin 4, the Soul release, comes out for the Switch. And that's everything coming out next week. With the big games being Pikmin 4, obviously, and Viewfinder, which is a small which is an indie game that deals with perception. Uh, sort of like Superliminal, except instead of it being uh, manipulating objects to be bigger, smaller, or whatever, uh, you're de- taking photos and making paths out of these photos in the real world, which I am very excited for, and I cannot wait to play this. And I feel like my boy No Score Reviews will be playing this game, so if you want to see like a playthrough of this, go check out his channel, uh, No Score Plays, on YouTube. Because uh, you gotta shout out, you gotta shout out the homies. Uh, any thoughts on any of those games, Eliana? Uh, as someone who has only played a little bit of the first Pikmin game back in the days of the GameCube, I love seeing how excited Pikmin fans are. It's so fun to see how excited everyone is, and it makes me want to honestly like pick up the old Pikmin games and maybe make my way to four at some point. Yeah, I, I Pikmin one and two. I never got them on the GameCube. They were like they were like two of like the mainline games I never got on the GameCube. Uh, I still need to get them because I have like a massive GameCube collection. I think I've got like a oh, hundred seventy something <gasps> titles. Do you have Do you have all the Mario parties for the GameCube? I do. do you, oh, I do. I do. <gasps> you I have, have four through parties. seven. Those are the I have best four ones. Through seven. I'm saying in my you know, yes, definitely, absolutely definitely are. skewed judgment, but. Four through seven. Four through yeah, are, no, they are, are the best. The best. If I, uh, rating them, it's it goes six, seven, five, four for me. Really? Yeah. I would I would put four over five personally, just uh, on the kind of a fact that four has Bookworm, which I still think is the best mini game. Mm, that is a good Bookworm and Dungeon Duos are the oh two yeah Dungeon. Best mini oh. games. 
I, it's Mario Party Four does not deserve to be last place for. You know, honestly, that is a valid. That is a valid argument. I completely forgot those are in that game. Those, you know what? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm recalling it. Four over five. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but six six is still the best one. Oh no, six is fantastic. I I miss playing six. I remember renting it from Blockbuster. The the day so night cycle was great. The maps were that great. Was very the mini fun. games were great. That's, the microphone was my... mode was all right. <laughs> I think that's the only reason that like maybe those games weren't included into like Mario Party Superstars. Like it seems like they kind of like I mean people are still wishing for it. like a DLC for like I want DLC for it. Game, I the want game more maps. Ones. I want yeah. more maps. Please please give me maps for Mario Parties 4 through 8 because we need Koopa's Tycoon Town from from Mario Party Eight. That That's was an good awesome. One. I that liked, was an awesome course. I like the the beach one from Eight, and I like the train. Mm. Those, those were, were those are interesting ones. I found the beach one to be a little bit boring because it's like just one path. Yeah, fair enough. Which is fair, but it's it's still interesting. Um, but I really liked the, the creativity they took with Koopa's Tycoon Town, where you have to like spend your money wisely to invest Monopoly. in certain hotels. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. I guess it was just kind of Monopoly. <laughs> it was Monopoly. But you see, it, people who liked that map really got into Fortune Street when that released. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes Which, sense. And for those of you who are like, what the fuck is a Fortune Street? That That's was me. Nintendo and Square Enix's collaboration party game where Mario characters and Dragon Quest characters were put together and were put into like a tycoon board game. I need to play this. It's a very interesting title that that not many people remember, but I do because I remember the (laughs) obscurest shit. I remember back in my day. (laughs) I think like if you want like to see like some OG, I believe Game Grumps Mm. played it back way, way back in the day. Game Grumps has played almost everything. True. I would not be surprised. True. They have my first played, exposure like, to Sonic 06 was was Aaron's game. tantrum. <laughs> Aaron, <laughs> you gotta be willing to ask yourself, what are you willing to put up with today? Not fucking this. John losing it in the background. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, those were the days. Oh yeah. Uh, Well, with that, it's time for us to now move on to our main focus this week. Here's what we're talking about this week in the game lounge. Covering anything from modern and retro games to the hard-hitting questions that define the gaming world, here's what's going down this week in the Game Lounge. And our first topic of the day. Why do we create content? Which is a good question. Everyone asks us, oh, what's it, what's it like? But no one ever asks us, why? Yeah, why? 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 Yeah. But why? I feel like to ask why, you got to ask what. So, Eliana, what got you into content creation in the first place? I mean, I think I, like, I speak for everyone who, you know, was, had a conscience and was aware in the 2010s of, of seeing the the rise of content creators. And I think, I think everyone would be lying to themselves if they didn't, like, think about for a moment, whether they, like, actually wanted to pursue it or not, about, like, what that would be like. And that, that was definitely, like, something that I thought about when I was younger. Uh, I say as if that was, like, a long time ago. Uh, you know. <laughs> Um, but I was, I was more curious as to, like, what goes on behind the scenes, why choose to be, like, a YouTuber, because I think the really big thing that people forget about is, like, 
how much editing work goes into all that. And I was like, I don't, I don't have any editing skills. So I'm not really sure like if I could ever do that. But then I found Twitch and I was like, I can just, I can just stream the game. Really? Just, just live? Just, and, just do, we're doing it live. Yeah. And during the pandemic, I didn't have a lot going on socially. I, I'm a massive extrovert. And all of a sudden, all my, my social outlets were closed. Like, I still had, like, online D&D every now and again. But those were oh, very hell far yeah. between. <laughs> I'm, I'm um, a huge D&D fan, so hearing that, I'm uh, just like, oh, yeah, hell yeah. yeah. More D&D people. <laughs> are you still doing that campaign, or are you, are, um, is, are you not, in, like, a... Not that campaign specifically. Um, I say D&D because it's just easier for people to say, but I'm more of, like, a Pathfinder and Warhammer 4E. Like, those... I, I, I do a lot of different systems based on, like, what my friends want to run. But yeah, right now there's a Warhammer 4E with like a little bit of homebrew for one of them. And then there's a, a Pathfinder first edition where the world is, is homebrew as well. And those are both, those are both going very well. That's, uh, and I'm that's, enjoying them very that's much. Dope. Oh yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. My friends are very creative and I love playing in, in the games they run. It's so fun. Um, yeah, I've played, I've played so many different systems, um, <laughs> and I love all of them. Uh, but yeah, no, so I was just, I'm gonna be honest, I was lonely during the pandemic, and I was like, you know what, the only thing I have going for me is my job. This is back when I was working full-time, and I was like, screw it, I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna try streaming twice a week, and if I don't like it, I can stop, and if I do like it, then I'll keep going, and, you know, I'll make all the big money investments. And I love it. Honestly, it's it's the thing I look forward to the most during the week is is streaming. I I adore it. It's so fun to play a game and to be able to interact with my audience while I'm playing that game. I get to I get to share these experiences with people and I find that to be so fun. So when you started streaming, uh, were you doing like proper IRL streams or were you a VTuber to start with? I was I started as a PNG tuber. Yeah. I so I I came up with my design already because I I had discovered VTubing in September of 2020, so like around like Hololive EN's debut of the first gen, and at first I was like, "This is kind of weird," and then I like kind of looked further into it, and I was like, "This is amazing." Because the biggest thing that always held me back from content creation was the fact that I have to put myself out there, and that people get to just we're at an age with the internet where if someone sees your face, they can find literally everything about you, and I never really liked that idea, but I also knew that streaming without some sort of like representative of myself leaves more of a barrier between me and my audience because they don't really have like a way to see my reactions to things like they could hear my voice but that's about it and I really I still wanted that connection in some way and I realized that VTubing was the option for that but I didn't want to make the the full investment right away because what if I didn't like it and I think that's that's the big thing that VTubers, new VTubers need to realize is you do not need to buy the full model. You do not need to buy the full model. You can use a $30 Vroid model. You can make your own Vroid model or just commission some art and use that. I commissioned an art piece off of Fiverr for I think $80 was what I did because I, you know, I wanted nice art. And I was yeah, like, it's like, you, you want to be day, nice art, you, out, you had the it, money. Yeah, and I was like, if if it doesn't work out, then I have this really nice piece of art that I spent $80 on that'll make me feel good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at no, the end so, of the day, you have something pretty to look at. 
Oh yeah. Well, because I again I started streaming March twenty third of twenty twenty one. I didn't have a model debut until August of that year. I believe was around that time. It was it was July or August of that same year where I took a few months to realize if I liked it, and then I commissioned the model because I knew this was something I enjoyed, and I saw that I was gaining a little bit of traction, and I was like, all right, yeah, I feel comfortable making this investment. Nice. How much did that model? Just just a rough like range. How much did your model put you back? Uh, I think it at the end of the day, it was about six hundred and fifty Canadian. That, that's I, not I, too I, bad. It's not too bad as far as models go, especially for the quality I got. Because I went on Fiverr. Um, really? And when wow. I, yeah, I went on Fiverr for this, and I did a lot of research into different Fiverr models. So my modeler, um, my modeler Darren. I should pull up his his handle so I can shout him out. Um, <laughs> but I, I was recommended him by a friend who also had a, a VTuber model because that was around the time as well when everyone wanted to be a VTuber. And, you know, people who were making live 2D models were still figuring out everything. Like, even if, if, if they knew what they were doing, there were still a lot of makers who were relatively new. And there were certain angles with 2D models where they would look kind of like paper again. And that was the really big thing I wanted to avoid. So I ended up finding, I, I, I had an example of their work from my friend because my friend was streaming um, at the time. And I was like, this, this is good. This is good. So what I did was I, I gave him my artwork and I said, like the artwork that I commissioned. And I was like, hey, can you trace the artwork for my model? I don't want you to change the art style of this in any way. I'm very happy with the art style. Can you turn this piece of art into a model? And he was like, yeah, I can do that. And that's, sorry, I bonked my water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that little click was, was the like the handle of my water bottle. Sorry. You're fine. Um, and because I, again, like when I got the art commissioned, I was, I knew I was like, that's what I want it to look like at the end of the day. I, I want it. I want to keep the same art style. So I did. And. I still get compliments about my model to this day, and it makes me I mean, so happy. I'm honestly, like, yes, people like it. <laughs> it's a really, it's a really good model. Like, it, it looks like top of the line quality. Like, that's like with me and VTubers because I, I, I never got fully big into like the VTuber thing. Like, I think like of like the mainstream VTubers, the one I pay the most attention to is Iron Mouse, just because that's she fair. does that's... so just because she does so much shit with Connor, who I watch more. Mm, yeah, <laughs> Mr. Connor Dog VA. Oh yeah. As Iron Chris Mouse Broad is, says, is the is the big YouTuber that I I pay the most attention to as well is is her and and Kason. Oh, oh, okay. Also, I'm gonna say that I am so proud of Kason because she's gonna be oh, yeah. the next model like featured in the like the next two Yakuza games. Yeah, I saw that. She's which is the uh, so games. awesome. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm so very proud I'm, of her. I'm excited to see what like her in the games because yeah. I think she's I think she's cool. Uh, oh yeah. But, but like yeah, no, mainstream. My... But like mainstream wise, sorry, sorry. no, it's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My two favorite like VTubers who speak fluent English are Iron Mouse and Kason, and then my favorite Hololive VTubers are Sakura Miko because if you've seen any videos of her trying to speak English, it's the cutest thing ever, and Subaru because duck meme quack quack, shuba shuba. <laughs> uh, I, I I like Corone because Corone because Corone? she had no, a. Yeah. Yeah, the the dog VTuber. Yeah, Corona. Sorry, yeah, there's because... Corona and then there's Crony. And Crony is the English. Oh, oh yeah, Crony. Like, yeah. Again. I was like, hold on. No, Corona, uh, because yeah. she there's an entire Sonic Frontiers DLC of her doing the sound effects. 
That's amazing. I love that. She's adorable. I, I love Karone. She was also one of my, it was like her and Gura were my, my introductions to VTubing. Nice. Nice. Yeah, no, Um, but when it comes to VTubers, like, I, I really have to be, like, more interested in the person than the the model like the model has to be like good quality like because i want i I don't know why it's like i want to be visually appealed by the model no 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 that makes that makes perfect sense it's here's the thing with with vtubing and the misconception people think getting an amazing model is immediately going to get you big it will not it will get you attention it will get people to click on you but at the end of the day it's going to be your personality and your commentary that makes them stay because people want the visual appeal, but if they're bored, they're going to leave. You have to make sure that you can do both. Um, so, like, I think you're the third VTuber I've actually, like, follow and, like, watch Aww. on Twitch. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> like, like uh, my list is not huge. So, mm-hmm. uh, I, I consider it an honor, like, consider it an honor when me, a, a random <laughs> guy on Twitch, g- gives you a follow and you're a VTuber. I, I appreciate it very much. Anytime anyone chooses to follow me, I'm like, aw, I don't understand why, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, how much goes into you for setup for a stream as a VTuber? Um, so, honestly, once I set everything up the first time that someone does for twitch in terms of like obs studio my twitch account uh alert box all that uh the biggest thing is always getting vtube studio um to hook up to my phone because you got to make sure that your tracking is on point if you want max expressiveness um which is honestly why i continued down having an apple phone rather than switching to android was because just the camera tracking is better so the biggest thing for me on top of like my mic and everything is having a phone stand and being able to put my phone there to have looking at my face and making sure that's hooked up to VTube Studio on my computer. So it's, it's the same application on both my phone and computer. Um, I have them connected through the same IP address um, and making sure that that is chroma keyed out so I can put that in front of my gameplay is basically the biggest thing that is different from like a normal content creator and of course making sure all my my hotkeys are good and ready <laughs> and prepared for the different expressions yeah no definitely i never even thought about like using an iphone over like an android just for like the, the face tracking feature oh neither did i at first it wasn't until i did a lot more research that was like iphone face tracking is just it's it's better it allows you to do like the cheek puff where if your model is rigged for puffing out your cheeks if you have an iphone you can do that but you can't do that with like a normal webcam and i remember i remember making the switch from just my webcam to my iphone and just the sheer difference and accuracy of like my mouth movements of like going from like a simple robotic lip flap to actually like picking it up more and it's I think to like someone who isn't fully aware, you wouldn't be able to see the difference that much. But for someone who's like d- looking at my model, you know, twice a week minimum, uh, it, it, the difference was huge. So like definitely if people want like max tracking quality, if you can get any iPhone with face tracking, you're set. It's, it's so good. 
Wow, that's that that is a huge <laughs> like I never I, fun I, fact. like yeah, fun fun fact. Apple Apple does one thing right with its phones, face tracking. The face tracking and cameras. Absolutely. That's I think that's always been something that Apple has had ahead of Android. So what so like is Apple just gonna release a regular ass camera now at this point? That's a great question. They honestly they should do that. I genuinely think they should do that. That would be very smart of them. Mm-hmm. They would they would actually get like they, but they'd probably make like good money, like probably as much money as Canon does for their cameras. I wouldn't be surprised. I would trust Apple to make me a camera. Absolutely. Can't wait for the uh, the uh, the eye camera for <laughs> in, for your firstborn child and a leg. <laughs> Doesn't have to be your yeah, leg, just a leg. It, just a, a, any general leg you can get off the black market. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're expensive. They are. They're so expensive. Oh. Um. So, what keeps you motivated to continue streaming? Because I know motivation is like a big thing for like a lot of streamers nowadays. So, what keeps you motivated? The fact that I enjoy it, VTubing, streaming in general, interacting with my community, it's so fun. I I love it so much. I don't. That's. I think that's the big thing. I don't really care about how big I get as a content creator. If I'm having fun, I'm going to keep doing it. I think that's sort of the big problem with me and like my more scripted content or just even uploading like YouTube shorts and TikToks is that's kind of the area where I'm lacking the most because I don't find it as fun as just hitting start streaming, letting people know that I'm streaming and playing a game. That's that's the most fun for me, especially because for me, I didn't play a lot of video games before I started streaming. I had a couple, but I had never touched Portal, for example, before I started streaming. I had never played Portal. I had never played Portal 2. I had heard of the games. I knew that GLaDOS existed, and I knew something, something, the cake is a lie. That was what I knew. I knew nothing. I I had never played a Sonic game before I started streaming. I had never played a Zelda game all the way through before I started streaming. I, as long as I have new games to play that I have not touched before, which, as I've just explained, is many, um, (laughs) and as long as I'm having fun, I'm gonna be motivated to keep streaming. It's, it's something I enjoy very much. I, I love my community. I love the social interaction that I get out of it. And I love having a reason to play these games that I wouldn't have really played otherwise. Yeah, no, it's, I, I definitely feel the same way uh, about like playing games that you probably never would have played otherwise. Cause that, that mm-hmm. was me with uh, the Danganronpa series uh, played oh, those yeah. for the first time on stream. Phoenix, Wright, uh, The Ace Attorney st- series currently, that's what I'm playing mm. for the first time. Great games. I should try those. Kick, kicking myself that I never started them sooner. <laughs> but also, I didn't have like a Game Boy, but they were on the DS too. But like, I never played them, uh, and I'm yeah, I'm, like, I, I'm still like... mad at myself because I'm like, these are great games. Why didn't I play them sooner? Why didn't I play them sooner? <laughs> I just want to be a lawyer, accusing <laughs> people and objecting things and getting coffee thrown at me. Thanks, Godot. <laughs> Oh, yeah no i definitely i definitely feel that if it wasn't for streaming i wouldn't i wouldn't be playing my favorite game of all time that i stream regularly 
uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. Which, mm. by the way, it has a free trial up to level sixty, including the entirety of *A Realm Reborn* and the awarded *Heavensward* expansion. I have tried a look at *Final Fantasy XIV*. I don't think MMOs are personally for me. That's fair. But it, like, as far as MMOs that I've tried before, it's a pretty decent one. It's the best one if you ask a lot of people, because *World of Warcraft* <laughs> running their game into the ground, and oh. all the other ones that try just don't stick. Yeah, that's that's what I that's the general thing I've heard. I've heard like *Final Fantasy XIV* is one of the best ones and you can you can glam yourself to give yourself cool cosmetic looks you could be cat girl or bunny girl or bunny oh, boy i was a, I was a cat girl lion. uh pugilist was what i Ooh, did oh yes go yeah uh, pugilist turns into monk which monk monk is a weird class mm. uh, i i i'm i'm like that's like the current like the current class I'm like leveling up to see if I can get mm-hmm. it to like 80 and 90 and I'm like this is a weird class like it, it's got like good <laughs> rotations but like it's a little weird and like it gets weirder with like the more stuff that they added with Monk mm. but it's not bad I, I, I have a Cosma Kiryu Yakuza 3 glam on it lovely <laughs> it is great Um, so what do you see down the line? I guess it's like a two-part question. Yeah. Uh, are there any, like any big changes you want to make with like your streaming, whether it's the content or like the consistency? And where do you see yourself in the future for streaming? I, I mean, if I had the time, I would absolutely add a third day onto streaming, or even make my streams longer if if I had the opportunity. Currently, I'm both in school and working, so I don't have a lot of like places to add for more streaming plus getting a good amount of sleep like occasionally I'll, I'll add an extra stream whether it's a collab or something else um so i i would like to stream more um another thing is that i would just i tried out a different style of like content a couple months ago that was similar to a podcast where i talked about how i had watched uh the anime katekio hitman reborn for the first time and I I did a collab stream with a friend and it ended up being like a three or four hour stream of us just going over everything in the anime and what we liked about it, what we didn't, what we think could have been approved, why we thought it was like an underappreciated anime, especially in the West. And I had a lot of fun doing that. Even if like it wasn't like my best performing stream ever, people still stuck around and like watched it and listened to it. I um, learned about Hitman Reborn through the J-Stars fighting game. <laughs> That's how a lot of people learned about it, apparently. Um, it's actually, it just got announced today that it's getting a Spanish dub. Oh, that's cool. very interesting. Did, um, did, the, did, the, did the series ever, like, fi- finish, like, with the manga? Like, did it, like, so go all the way through, or did it, did it pull a... It, it stops at the end of what is the fourth arc of the manga, but if you didn't know that there were two more arcs, you would have assumed that was the end. It ends in a very nice spot. Okay. It it ends in a conclusive spot that feels like good that to feels end. It good. didn't Yeah, it didn't end on a cliffhanger or anything. I decided to go read the manga and I didn't I haven't read those two um arcs yet because I wanted to read it from the beginning. Mm-hmm. See what like much changes happened between yeah, the Yeah, and like and the... what was censored and what wasn't. Um I think it's good that, that some of the things that were censored were censored. I was like, good job taking out that character. Good do- good job taking out Longchamp because he sucked. No one liked him, and they did not put him in the anime. And when I met him in the manga, I was like, why'd they take him out? And then I read a couple more pages, and I was like, ah, yeah, you're annoying. Get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) 
it was just it was just bad he was supposed to be the opposite of he was supposed to be a foil to the protagonist but in like the worst way possible and it just it just didn't mesh well and i was like mm, nah this isn't it chief but yeah i would like to do more like similar to how a lot of my gaming content is i'm playing this for the first time i would love to do a couple um a couple more streams that's like i watched this anime for the first time these are my thoughts just because i i enjoyed it a lot and uh the reborn community seemed to to like it as well when i uploaded the vod it got a couple it got a couple views i was like oh it's so nice so I'd, I'd like to do that and i'd like to maybe perhaps uh contribute in the voice acting field more as i'm currently in a in a project i'm very new to voice acting so i'm not like amazing or anything but i am currently lending my voice to uh it's called the 11th family which is a fan comic dub sequel to Kotaku hitman reborn which is which is very fun and i'm, I'm having a good time with it nice a, a good tip that i find for just like amateur voice actors mm -hmm. play visual novels because mm. it's a bunch of reading you can do various voices for various characters yeah. it's a good way to figure out what your range is and mm -hmm. what you like and what what you is it good of like oh i see this character what what do i think he would sound like for sure that's that's a good point i like that it's why i <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, is I that why you played all three danganronpa games i mean <laughs> I, I, like, I played the first Donkey Kong game because I'm like, you know what? This would be a good stream game. I was streaming like from my PlayStation 4 so I'll, at that time because I didn't have like my current setup yet. I'm like, you know what? We'll just start streaming from the PlayStation 4. It was primarily the podcast. And I'm like, you know what? Let's 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 try this Dan Dan Romp again. Da -dum -da -da -dum. <laughs> and, and I'm like, oh yeah, I can totally do voices. Like if like whatever my voice waits for. Hifumi, you gotta add that little fam in the back. Makoto, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Nayagi. Oh, yeah. I'm going to murder a person in a robot costume and you can do nothing about it. <laughs> It's yeah. I I have played all uh three Danganronpa games and I've watched the anime now with my with my best friend. That means you that was, that's played how me and my games. best friend like became friends was through the first through Danganronpa. Danganronpa game. Yeah, he was like. <laughs> but did you play games. Ultra Despair Girls? No, there's too much child abuse in that for me to be able to play that. No, and I, honestly, yeah. there's enough child abuse in that game that got me through it. <laughs> I was just like, I like. I heard about some of the stuff that happens in that game, and I went, you know what? I'm not gonna play it. I might watch a, the the a female the right female child's chapter is a bit concerning, yeah. but no, overall, I've, you know, I've seen some content in it, and I know it does a lot for Toko's character, which is awesome. Um, but I don't think I'll play it. I think I might watch a let's play where I'm free to pause and take breaks where I need to, because I just think the content in that might be a little too heavy. No, that that's fair. It's, it's basically, oh boy, go around in the open world and shoot Monokuma in the eyeball, and then <laughs> child abuse, yeah. despair, the word hope. Sometimes. I can't take the words hope and despair seriously anymore. Hey, Anytime they come up with another I'm, video game or an anime, I'm like, I'm just in the corner giggling. The, it's like, oh hey, my trigger word, awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's that, that's what the series does to you. Oh yeah. 
It's a fun series, though. It's a fun series. I I, I found that I prefer AI the Somnium Files a lot more. That's a game I need to play as well. They are fantastic. I've heard very good things. Play yeah. both of them. I I discovered them. I'm like, oh, these. This is Spike Chunsoft. I should check these out. Fin- play them. Mm. They are great. They are they are on the list of games that I would like to play. Whether I play it on or off stream is still um to be determined. Fair enough. Um, is there anything else you want to add about content creation before we move on to the second topic of the day? Mm, I guess the biggest thing is just if anyone who wants to be a content creator is listening to this or is trying to be a content creator. It's okay if it doesn't work out. If something doesn't go your way, that's okay. Failures are part of learning. And if you find that streaming isn't for you, that's okay too. Make sure you like streaming before you drop a bunch of money into it. Make sure it's something you enjoy. And while numbers can be a very important asset for learning how to grow and what's working and what's not, it is not the only thing that defines whether streaming is worth it or not. Make sure you're having fun streaming. That if if you are enjoying the game that you are playing, chances are the people who are watching you are enjoying it as well. That's that def- definitely that's a big thing. Enjoy what you do first cuz if you're not and you're focused too much on numbers or stuff, you're not going to enjoy it. You're going to burn yourself out so fast. I've I've seen it happen to content creators um just looking at what happens on Twitter all the time and it's just enjoy what you're doing if you're not enjoying it don't do it and that's not a failure on your end if it's not for you uh, so before we move on to our second topic of the day we do have a word from our sponsor Wongo Puzzles are you tired of the same old boring puzzles well it's time to mix things up with Wongo Puzzles each puzzle is a custom design with intricate patterns and whimsical shapes that will keep you engaged for hours plus their eco-friendly materials and commitment to sustainability make Wongo Puzzles a guilt-free way to unwind they are 100% wooden puzzles they'll last forever each piece is hand drawn so no two pieces are exactly the same and you'll discover some fun little odd whimsy pieces as you work on through it they come in a custom wooden box which is perfect for storage and for gifting especially if they have a nice little puzzle box shelf it'll fit right in or stand out with stunning designs and unique shapes wongo puzzles are a cut above the rest i personally i've been saying this for weeks the sea tortoise Go get that sea tortoise. It's a great looking puzzle. It's a, literally a turtle. They could they could make a pickle, and I would buy it. That that's how good these these puzzles are. It's a colorful pickle, funniest shit I've ever seen. So what are you waiting for? Go to wongopuzzles.com and pick up your puzzle today. And be sure to use the promo code GAMELOUNGE to get 10% off your order. This is the most fun you've had with a puzzle guaranteed or your money back. Go to wongopuzzles.com and use the code GAMELOUNGE to get 10% off your order and get puzzling right now. So I'll tell you, a second topic of the day is the popularity of video games and the viewership that it can bring. So what we talk about, well, viewership doesn't matter. Obviously, viewership is determined like by the games you play of like being discovered. Oh, absolutely. So a bit a big thing. What games? What What do you play in your downtime? That's that's where we should start this. What do we play in our downtime, Ellie? What do you I play, play? I play a couple things. I play a lot of rhythm games. I like to. Play, I'm not very good at them, but I really like playing Os and Muse Dash. Are are two big games that I really like playing in my downtime. 
Um, as I've mentioned earlier, I do play Mario Kart 8 Deluxe uh, occasionally. And then <laughs> BTD6 is the idle game I go for. And then if I really want to just like decompress, Stardew Valley or Unpacking. Nice. Do you play Stardew Valley with mods or do you just do vanilla? I mainly do vanilla. I have tried Stardew Valley Expanded, which I do like a lot. But there's something... For me, there's a sense of nostalgia and coziness around Stardew Valley because that was the first game in a very long time. And I, like by a like, long time, I mean since I put down like... Since I put down like the Nintendo Wii kind of like comfort game. Wow. And it, it's the thing that really got me into PC gaming in the first place was... The fact that someone gifted me Stardew Valley and was like, I think you will like this. And you did. Oh, <laughs> and, I, and now I you've have like joined over 200 the hours in it. <laughs> <laughs> I have over 200 hours in it. I've started so many farms with people. It was the first game I ever streamed because I knew I could talk while playing it because I know the game like the back of my hand. That, that makes sense. That, that definitely makes sense. No, I... Are you looking forward to Haunted Chocolatier whenever that releases? Yes, absolutely. I I can't wait for that game to come out whenever Mr. Eric Barone decides to show us more. <laughs> I can't be wait for good. Mr. Beast to do a collab with that for Feastables because I feel oh, like that's just going to happen. Oh, I would love that. That would be amazing. I, I feel like it could happen. Mr. Beast reaches out or like the game comes out, Mr. Beast sees it, he's like, we got 100 gamers to play Haunted Chocolatier, and the winner gets like a lifetime supply of Feastables. Also, we brought the creator out, and we're announcing that brand new free DLC is coming where you can get Feastables merch in the game and sell Feastables. Uh, Mr. Beast, if you, if you do a collab with Haunted Chocolatier, I will actually order some of your chocolate. I've actually, so I've actually, for the first time, got to have his chocolate. Uh, I don't my... see it in grocery stores here. So well, you see, I he doesn't sell it in Canada. So that's the thing. That's so, like, I have to order it online. Which yeah, my parents got back from Vegas a, a while ago, and I'm like, hey, if you see it down there, bring me back some feastable bars, and yeah. they delivered. Are and really? I gotta say, they are as good as the people hyped them up to be. Really? Okay. I know. You see, I'm also very biased. I like dark chocolate. Uh, That's and his main line right is dark chocolate mm. and it is great and bitter and his milk chocolate even has that bitterness that dark chocolate has and I find mm. that a lot of milk chocolate doesn't have and you know he's done, he's done it right he's 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 got it down my my grandparents live in the states so next time they they come up here to visit I'm gonna ask them I'm gonna be like do you see a chocolate bar called Feastable in the grocery store can you please bring it <laughs> thanks <laughs> love you <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be so confused gonna be like what why i'll be like because you can't you can't get it over here okay you can't please, get it up here you can't get that you can't get prime energy up here because canada bans prime energy you can't get there's a flavor of pringles that you can only get in the states i mean there's a lot of exclusive pringle I, flavors i know but like the chili and lime pringles they're so yummy they're so yummy. I haven't. I didn't see them last time I went to the states, but when I went there like a year ago, they were there and I tried them. And oh my gosh, as someone who loves Pringles, that is the best flavor of Pringles I've ever had. 
and I think about it all the time. Well, no, it's the second best flavor. The best flavor I had was, I think they're, they might be Taiwan exclusive, I think is where they were. Um, but it was red curry flavor. And it was so good. I think it was Taiwan. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Don't it's quote me on that. I'll have to like, look Asia. them up. Yeah. But like, that's the best flavor of Pringles I've ever had. You heard it here the, first, folks. The chili and lime is a is a pretty good second place. Okay, good good to know. <laughs> Very good to know. Pringle corner with Ellie. The, the Pringle <laughs> corner, and now our new featured segment, the Pringle corner. <laughs> Brought to you by Dimension Eliana and Pringles. That would be that would be a sponsorship to Dude, have. Dude, if that Pringles would... were to sponsor me, I would love. It. That's like that's like the dream sponsor for me. That's, Pringles, that's, that's please sponsor, sponsor me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love Pringles. I love them way too much. People are like, you know, they're not actually potato chips, right? And I'm like, I don't care. They're so yummy. Excellent. Um, so do we find, do you find that the games that you play offline are the same or different than the ones that you play on stream? There's definitely an overlap, but it's mainly different, I would say. Um, like a lot of the games that I do play in my downtime, I have played on stream at one point or another. But I've noticed that those don't always perform the best. Um, so, like, I used to play Mario Kart 8 Deluxe a lot more on stream than I do now. But I realized a lot of my viewers don't actually have Mario Kart 8. So when I do get people joining me, it's maybe one or two people who are one of my regular viewers. And then it's a lot of just random people who want to play. Which is fine. But I like to, when I'm playing with my viewers, I want to make sure I can actually play a game with my viewers. So, you know, I do play Mario Kart 8 sometimes. I do put it on, I have like a weekly poll I put up on my Twitter every Thursday. So I do occasionally put it on there. But just because I've realized that it's a game where I have to focus more, so I'm talking less to my audience, plus a lot of my audience members don't have the game, it's not something I put on there as much. I do put Muse Dash on there as well, like occasionally, but it's, again, something I've realized takes a lot more focus, so I can't exactly talk and play at the same time. Um, or like one of the really big things is visual novels. Um, I've tried playing a couple visual novels on stream before and they've never performed well. It is, that is like the biggest, they're very hit or miss. Yeah. That is, yeah. That has been the biggest killer for views for me. It has been because a lot of people just want to play them on their own time because they're very spoiler heavy. Because once you've seen it, it's like, oh, well, that kind of ruins the game for X person. Well, that, and it's just, it's a lot of sitting and reading. Yeah. It's yeah. So like. I, I was never going to play the Danganronpa series on stream because that's a very, like, special series to my friend that he wanted to play specifically with me. And that's totally fine. But, like, I even, I tried playing Doki Doki, but as someone who, like, has a viewer average of over 10, usually, I would get, like, five people max watching me play Doki Doki. So it just, it just wasn't worth it to me. So I've just, I've taken visual novels off of the docket unless it, is like a very heavily requested thing or it's something special like who killed sonic the hedgehog it's not something i'm gonna sonic the hedgehog (laughs) (laughs) yeah but you know there is definitely a crossover like stardew valley i play both while not streaming and i have a farm that i specifically stream bloons tower defense 6 i don't play it a lot on stream but i do occasionally um and even like I'll have games that I play on stream that I play a little bit in my off time. Like, I'm playing Tears of the Kingdom right now. Um, but if I can only play it on stream, I'm only playing that game forever. So I leave all <laughs> the story stuff for stream. 
And you do but the side stuff like, off camera. Yeah, I, I do extra exploring of like the depths and gathering extra zonite off stream. I just, I run around and collect things. How far are you in Tears of the Kingdom, if I may ask? I have completed the Sky Temple and I have just completed the Water Temple. So, I guess like almost okay, half of the game? Yeah, you've got, yes, you got the fire and the lightning left. Yeah. And then... And then there's some extra stuff. Because th there's, there's, and like then the stuff after that, which I'm not going to get into. Because yeah, no, no, no. There's more stuff it's after great. that. Yeah, it's yeah, great no, it's, stuff that comes after. It's I'm having I'm having a lot of fun with it. I, I am enjoying the game thoroughly. I definitely want to play more Zelda games. Because, uh, again, Breath of the Wild was my first Zelda game that I played all the way through. And I played it on stream. Had a great time. Tears of the Kingdom came out. All right. Here we go again, folks. Here we go um, but again. I do know a lot of same world, but some things are in the sky and some oh, yeah. things are underground. And I know a lot of my viewers want me to play uh, Ocarina of Time at some point, so uh, that will eventually overrated. be something to play. <laughs> really? It's overrated. It's overrated. Oh goodness! I, uh, <laughs> it's, I mean, like it's all right, but like I feel like the better games to play, like Zelda wise personally mm -hmm. are like wind waker or twilight princess i played a little bit of twilight princess back in the day that's the like zelda game that i had the most experience in and then i got to the water temple and i uh i never finished it did you play it, it on the great. wii or the gamecube on the wii Ooh, the bad version apparently listen if they put it on the switch i will be so happy so so fun oh, okay so i have a thing to say about that mm -hmm. so fun fact about the wii version of twilight princess the game is mirrored no well what and what? you know why you do you know why why what handedness is the majority of north america right-handed link is left-handed is he really yeah. No! What? Okay, I need to look this up. Hold, hold on. Hold. Link Live is left-handed, dot, 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 mostly. Mostly, yeah. What? In, yeah. This was done to better suit right-handed players taking advantage of motion controls on the Wii remote control. I had no idea he was left-handed. What? All right, I'm gonna have to keep my eye out for that when I play Ocarina of Time. I think the only time he's, like, canonically right-handed is Skyward Sword. Because they're like, oh, we're going to do this again. Let's just not mirror the game this time. And That's right crazy. The whole game is mirrored? Like, even yeah. the environments? You well, yeah, they kind of have to. Like, basically, yeah. it's just like, mirror. Like, didn't oh change. I don't think they changed much with the game to what? begin with from the GameCube to the Wii. That's crazy. I didn't know that. I'm going to have to, like, look at some side-by-side -side YouTube videos later. <laughs> I, this is so fascinating. I need to, like... I know what I'm doing tonight. Let me just say that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, on the topic of bringing that to the Switch, mm -hmm. I I thought they would have done that when they uh, for like Zelda's 25th, I think it was, when oh, they I announced wish. Skyward Sword with Skyward Sword Anniversary. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Where's I was I was hoping for a combo pack of Wind Waker HD and Twilight Princess HD from the Wii U because it just makes sense to port them over because the Wii U died so quick. It's, that yeah. you might as well, but but they haven't. Those are two of like the, I think, less than twenty games that have yet to be ported in some there way, are, shape, or form yeah. to the Switch. There are games that got stuck on the Wii U and really got snubbed. Um, one of the ones that I've heard a lot about is Xenoblade Chronicles X, 
basically yeah, that's, got entirely and which just sucks because that is like the best soundtrack of the Xenoblade game because uh, Hiro Yuki Sawano worked on it and he is a fantastic composer uh, who has Everything done I've heard about it has other been an- he's done like anime soundtracks like Seven Deadly Sins mm. uh, some I think he did a few Gundam series but don't quote me on that one mm-hmm. um, Seraph of the End I think he did oh wow okay um, Oh God, I'm blanking on other things. <laughs> I, I listen to so much of that man's music yeah. that it's like like things just blend after That's, time. I had no idea. Wow. No, but, but like anything I've heard about Xenoblade Chronicles X has been nothing short of like wonderful. And I'm so sad it's stuck on the Wii U. And I, I wish that and like Twilight Princess and Wind Waker would get ports over to the Switch because I'll, I'll happily play them. Well, I know that. I would, uh, I would love to play them. Apparently Square is in talk. Uh, of potential ports of the Zeno Gear series, Ooh, which was okay. basically how Xenoblade started. Because yeah. Zeno Gear was like essentially pre Xenoblade, and Square Enix was a part of those games, but not as much with the Xenoblade. That was more of Monolith Soft doing yeah. their own thing. So if they if they get the Zeno Gear games onto the Switch, I feel like it's only fair for Monolith Soft to pick up their weight and be like, okay, yeah. we're bringing X back. Absolutely, that would be that would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I was going to say, the one thing I like about you picking games for stream is that you do a, a poll on Twitter to be like, what do you guys want to see? I like that a lot. That was that was a huge thing that I wanted to do since the beginning of streaming was I was like, I want one day for story related games of games I really want to play, but I want my viewers to have a say in what I play. I will pick games that I want to play. Go ahead, pick from those four. What do you want me to play? And I find that, that that keeps people engaged because they get a voice. I'm playing Capybara Spa tomorrow. Like, I don't know what that game is. It just looked cute and I bought it. And I was like, do you want me to play it? And everyone's like, yes. Great. Let's go on this crazy adventure together. <laughs> Capybara. Capybara, 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 Capybara. TikTok has ruined that. TikTok, I wouldn't say they ruined capybaras for me because oh, I don't no. think you can ruin a capybara. Yeah. But uh, that song, whenever I just hear a capybara, I'm like, that song just goes in my head and I start grooving. I don't think I've heard of that. <laughs> you haven't seen that sound? Man, that no. was... I mean, I, to be my, fair, I think that sound, like, died out. My um, TikTok content is very ca- carefully uh, curated. For me. Whoa, whoa. Out of curiosity, <laughs> what what does your TikTok feed look like? My TikTok feed looks like there's going to be some sort of talk about either Disney movies or Barbie movies. Um, there's going to be um something cute and animated like Chicken Nugget will show up. Um, the occasional um like self affirmation kind of stuff will pop up on there every now and again being like you're amazing and I'm like I am amazing thank you I needed that <laughs> <laughs> and then usually some sort of like a funny news thing will pop up and I'm like ah I didn't know that was happening in the world thank you for giving it to me in a digestible way that does not make me sad <laughs> that's you know what that's better than what mine is cuz you see, my feed and what my follower thing looks like are two drastically different things. Mm. Like, I follow some pretty normal stuff, maybe more like heavier on like the food side of TikTok. Ah, but like, okay. you, you know, you got you got the 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 call me Chris stuff. 
The, oh, I the, love Call Me Chris. The, I do the, have a couple of videos. I do have a couple of content creators like that. Like Call Me Chris yeah. and Sneerix are my two big ones. Uh, Those are Dylan my, like, my Hollis, guilty pleasures. Okay, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, like I have like some of them, some comedians, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But then when you look at my feed, it's Phineas and Ferb clips, the rookie clips. Mm. Um, Dan Poppermeyer does clips. show up on my part of it. Yeah, <laughs> random clips from other things. Uh, random TikTok dance. Some, and then it's just, it's just it's all over the place. And I'm like, okay, mm. this is just my TikTok now. I've just accepted it. I get I get a lot of like Barbie movie and Disney movie discussion, and that is exactly where I want to be as someone who grew up watching the Barbie movies. I love it. It's so good. God, I we could have, we could have a, if you have me on a second time and you want me to talk about like <laughs> nostalgic movies, I will break down no, like the, the lore of Barbie movies, the lore of the Barbie movies, or even just like a tier list of like what tier the best list Barbie of Barbie. Like, I will tell you, <laughs> I will tell you. Anyone who knows Barbie movies will know that the best one is Princess and the Popper. They'll either say that or Twelve Dancing Princesses. Um, but I would. If you have me on another time and you decide that that's what you want the episode to be for some reason, let me know. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> if you're an April Fool's like podcast. Oh yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, I guess one last question I got: um, yeah. Does what's popular on Twitch for like games ever influence what you like put onto that uh, poll for your streams? Um. It's not the deciding factor, but it is a factor. Um, like, if there's a new game that came out recently that a lot of people are playing that I'm also interested in, I will either put that on the polls or I'll straight up stop what I'm playing to play it. When Chapter 2 of Deltarune uh, dropped, that was what I did. I stopped what we were playing. I was like, we're playing this now because this is important to me and I want to play it because Undertale meant so much to me. Um, and, like, the reason I put minecraft on my polls every other week is because minecraft performs very well on twitch and it's you know i want to find ways to expand my audience i think that's something every content creator wants to do yeah um, no, but at the I, end of the day, I agree with that <laughs> yeah but at the end of the day if the game isn't fun for me or my viewers aren't enjoying it then i'm i'm not gonna put it on there um so i, I it's definitely like something i think about but it is not the like the be all end all factor you know yeah yeah, no, I definitely understand that. All right. Uh, is there anything else you want to add on this topic uh, before we head on into the bonus level? No, I think I think we're good. Really just, you know, I like playing what I like and I, I appreciate that my viewers enjoy those similar games. <laughs> All righty. Well, with that, it's time for us to start closing things out and head on into the bonus level. A look ahead to gaming anniversaries, one-on-one -on -one debates, and weekly highlights. Here's this week's bonus level. And starting off, we got this week in gaming history from July 17th to 23rd. Here's what happened in the past. On the 17th, 2007, Red Octane and Activision released Guitar Hero Encore Rock the 80s for the PlayStation 2 in North America. On the 18th, 2002, Sony released Ocean Blue. Uh, oh, sorry, they released an Ocean Blue translucent PlayStation 2 in Japan. The price was about 250 US dollars. On the 19th, 2001, Square, Square released Final Fantasy X for the PlayStation 2 in Japan. The game cost $35 million to make. 
On the 20th, 2011, Warner Bros. Interactive released Bastion for the Xbox 360 in North America. On the 21st, 2017, Nintendo released Splatoon 2 for the Switch in North America, which is six years old now. Whew, time is going fast. (laughs) On the 22nd, 2008, Square Enix released Final Fantasy VI. Uh, for the Nintendo DS in North America, which was basically, I think it was the, uh, it was like a, just updated graphics, I think mm. was the, the key difference for that, but I might be wrong. Uh, and on the 23rd, 2004, EA released Catwoman for the Xbox, PlayStation 2, and the GameCube in North America. That's one of the games I don't own <laughs> as of yet. I'll have Not to own yet. it at some point to one complete day. the collection. One day. W- one day. Uh, we now headed to head-to-head. Two games enter, one game leaves, and the deciding factor is our guest, Eliana. And I figured I'd put two cozy little games in there that you've played on stream, although I think I know where it's going to go. <laughs> it's, mine- <laughs> it's Minecraft versus Stardew Valley. Don't get me wrong. I love Minecraft, but I appreciate the structure that Stardew Valley brings that does not make me go... What should I be doing? I always know what to do in Stardew Valley. Minecraft is very, very open-ended, and I'm not sure what to do sometimes. So it's got to go to Stardew Valley. Oh, I, so with how much you read it, I'm like, oh, I think I know where this is going to go. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, I know what the result of this one game. today. It's my favorite game. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, our deals of the week this week on the Epic Game Store. Train Valley 2 is free until July 20th. On Steam, the LEGO franchise is having a sale until the 20th as well. And Curve Games is having its July Jubilee sale until the 25th of July. The achievement of the week is an exoprimal, Cretaceous eradic, eradic, er, Eradicator. That's... can't read. <laughs> uh, which is to eliminate a total of 100,000 dinosaurs. And the game of the week is going to Viewfinder. Uh, because that's what I will be playing... As long as I finish Final Fantasy 16 within that time, I'm going to play it so soon. Uh, and lastly, our guest game recommendation. If you could recommend one game to the listeners, Eliana, old or new, what game would that be? Oh, any game? I would say if you need something cozy, you just want to settle down with for a little while. Unpacking is a wonderful game that I have replayed multiple times and also has a secret mode where you have to put everything in the wrong spot, which is somehow harder than putting everything in the right spot. Go play Unpacking. It's wonderful. I did not know about that secret mode. I've platinumed Unpacking, and I'm surprised they didn't put an achievement related to that. I think they do. It's called Dark Star Mode, and you you have to put everything in the wrong spot, and sometimes when you put everything down, there's something that's in the right spot, but everything has the red border around it. So you have to try to find what doesn't have the border around it to make sure you can get dark star mode. It's very fun. It's a fun challenge that they put in there. Hmm. Well, good to know. Uh, and with that, that wraps up another week of Tony's Game Lounge. Eliana, thank you so much for coming on this week. Thank you for having me. I had a lot of fun. Where can we find you on the internet? You can find me. My handle is Dimension Eliana. I am on Twitch primarily. I also have a YouTube, a TikTok, and a Twitter account. Feel free to follow me anywhere. It's just Dimension Eliana. No spaces, nothing special. 
you'll find me because chances are my icon is my avatar doing little finger guns. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you can find me at Tony's Game Lounge on uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, YouTube, anywhere, and Threads. Anywhere, anywhere you can look, uh, that's where you'll find me. Uh, where if you if you find us on the Twitch channel whenever I'm live because I have a very inconsistent streaming schedule because I, I, I work part time uh, and I just got off of a whole week of early morning shifts so I haven't been streaming. Um, you can catch me playing the last Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney game uh, in the trilogy. Uh, we're on trials. And tri- we're almost done trials and tribulations, and then we'll be back into Final Fantasy 14 content as we play through Endwalker. And also, I'll be bringing back Minecraft. I've upgraded our Pixelmon server uh, and changed it up. We're bringing it back, so you might want to tune into that. Who knows? We we're gonna catch Pokemon again, and I, I maybe did some other things like added a ridiculous hard gym challenge with 18 gyms and an elite four in champion that might be the actual vgc champion of 2022 with his winning team and all those stats tune in find out who shows up and who dies (laughs) (laughs) but eliana thank you once again for coming on yeah thank you so much for having me again i had a lot of fun and thank you, the viewer, for tuning in. Be sure to like, share, and follow the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to this too. And we will see you back next week right here in the Game Lounge. Bye! Bye! Thank you for listening to Tony's Game Lounge. New episodes release every Monday. Be sure to like, share, and follow the podcast wherever you're listening. And follow Tony on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok.